This podcast episode mentions substance use disorder, abusive relationships, and bullying. These are our personal stories, and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Hello, and thank you for joining us on this episode of And Life Happens. I am your host, Samantha. Jessica will unfortunately not be able to make it with us today, but we still have an amazing story for you to hear. On this episode, we will be talking with Melanie. Welcome, Melanie. Hi, nice being, <laughs> nice being here. It's awesome being with y'all. Nice meeting y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's so great to have you. Hey, so, it's nice being on here. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> so Melanie, why don't you tell us your story? Yes, ma'am. Okay, where to start? Okay, so I was born in the great state of Florida in 1989. Um, I was born basically at a hospital over by a beach, so that was pretty neat. I love beaches ever since. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, my um, my mom um, and dad were were like in their mid twenties, so they were. I mean, that wasn't bad of an age, but but they did struggle a lot growing up. Um, they always um harmed on me about you know, getting education, doing this, doing that, um, making sure you're chasing your dreams and all that. It, so that way, you know, you don't struggle. So because um, what happened growing up was I from the time I was little, basically, we all be my parents and I struggled. Um, it was due to financial issues. It was due to um, based to my dad. He had he has like mental issues, some mental issues mm-hmm. going on. Like he had him going on like in the past and it still happens to this day, but luckily he has gotten help and he's got, he's on like, you know, medication for it. So um, our money went towards a lot of hospital stays for him. They're living in a hotel because we lived in a whole bunch of different places as I was growing up. I mm-hmm. lived in hotels. My mom lived in a van. I lived in friend with friends. I lived in, with family because of our financial setbacks and issues, and because we had to pay for hospital bills and we had to pay for actually sometimes bail. So, but we lived in like twenty eight different places by the mm-hmm. time I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many. I think I want to say five to ten hotels, five mm-hmm. to six apartments. We only lived in one house and the longest we lived in one place was five years. So everybody, yeah, everybody that asked me, Hey, do you have a street that you grew up on? And I told them, no, I don't. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I just tell them, I just bring him, um, if they want to, I can take him through the city I lived in. I Mm -hmm. said, I lived there, 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 there. Cause I did, (laughs) you know? And, um, so I went through school struggling with all this going on with my dad, with mm-hmm. financial issues, all while my mom was working two full-time jobs while putting herself through nursing school as well. And um, she, so it was hard on her. And when my dad did work, which is, I mean, he works now, but before it was like kind of off and on, he traveled a lot. So he was never really mm-hmm. home. You know, we had to kind of not really depend on other people, but mm-hmm. like we had to turn for help a lot, you mm-hmm. know, especially my mom and my mom. But my mom would always call up whenever she's at work or school. Hey, did you do your homework? Hey, did you do this? Hey, 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 how you doing? You know, mm-hmm. and, and we're like, Mom, we're fine. <laughs> I'm just checking <laughs> up on you. You know, I said, mm-hmm. I said, 
mom, you got to focus on school. We got to, and it's from her where I learned my uh, determination, tenacity. Cause what happened with mm-hmm. me, I was severely bullied through school. Severely. Mm-hmm. I got so mm-hmm. bullied into the seventh grade. I actually got pushed down a flight of stairs by my bullies. And oh. luckily for me, I never got hurt. I did get checked out by the nurse and all that. One of my favorite teachers actually grabbed me and I thought I was in trouble. And I said, I said, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. And they're like, no, 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 you're not in trouble. We're going to go to the principal about this. And I said, what? I said, you're going to tell them what has happened because I just witnessed it. And if you won't tell them, I will. So I said, okay. So I told the principal about it. And of course, they brought those girls in the office, but they sent me aside to go get checked out just to make sure I was okay. And there was no controversy. So, of course, the girls denied it and all that. But since there was an eyewitness to that, those girls eventually ended up suspended that whole year and they got put mm. pushed back a whole year. I'm glad that happened. But in a way, now I'm kind of advocate for bullying because of what I've been through when I was growing up. Not just from that, but to this day, I still get bullied to this day. I, I you know, I never really get invited to anywhere. I never really get have, you know, I do have friends, not a lot you know, and it's, it's hard. And especially when you're a parent, you need that extra, like support Mm -hmm. network. And when you Mm -hmm. don't have that extra support network, it's, it's very hard. And especially Mm -hmm. with two kids with autism that I have, you know, they, uh, (laughs) it can get so overwhelming. And my husband works 16 hour shifts almost every night. So it's mainly just me. And we don't have a lot of support network. His parents are both gone. My mom lives in Dallas. My dad, you know, like I said, he's reliable, but he can't be. And, um, but I mean, he is a great dad and a great grandfather. Don't get me wrong. But Mm -hmm. I guess I can't really. He's got his own thing. And from my mom, seeing my mom go through school and go through all this. And then my grandma, before she passed, she went through nursing school. And she Mm -hmm. worked two full-time jobs. And she... Her her uh, marriage was very volatile, let's just say, mm-hmm. and um, so she went through abuse of almost all all kinds, and mm-hmm. she but she still managed to get her nursing license degree, get her nursing license, start a nursing job, travel while you know uh, working two jobs while raising three kids, and like she um she told me she goes there are times where I just went in the closet and I studied because her ex-husband he's now gone to that's my grandfather her ex-husband didn't allow her to do nothing except work and Mm -hmm. um, he didn't want her to better her own life he didn't want her to go anywhere he didn't want her to learn to drive because she didn't know how to drive when she met him and so she's like okay I'll show you and sure enough but you know she would go in the closet study in the middle of the night for a couple hours, be at clinicals next morning, go to class next morning. And she got her degree and she kind of peaced out on him. But, <laughs> you know, she's like, you know, she's like, I bought a house and I'm out of here. <laughs> and so um, like, from that, I'm like, Oh, I want, you know, I want that. I want that. Yeah. Kind of you know, I want to yeah. be able to afford my own things. I don't want to have to yeah. worry about anything. I want to, you know, have, a nice house or at least a nice place to live or you yeah. know because especially since I didn't have that growing up I wanted mm-hmm. that for my future family and I actually got told growing up I got told I couldn't have kids at all due to issues I had in the past and I had two back to back but yeah before I met him though uh way before I met him I um 
going through high school was just tough. It was just very tough. Like I said, didn't have very many friends. I had a lot of bullies. I was very, very, very shy. A lot of people thought I was a mute because they knew I could hear, mm. but I just wouldn't talk. And so they would mm. make fun of me because of it. You know, they would be like, well, you're not going to talk. You're not going to talk. And then, but I would only say what I need to say. And that was it, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> and when I did stand up for myself, people went quiet. They're like, whoa, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And around the last year of, you know, I just, after a couple of years of bullying, you just have enough, you know? And around mm -hmm. the last year of it, I started standing up for myself. I started having these quips and, you know, and when people hear that, they're like, okay never mind we're not messing with her anymore okay mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and so and um people were just you know when they heard these quips like oh it's the quiet ones you have to watch out for I'm like really I can't I like this thing but I don't like that thing <laughs> you mm -hmm. know because it is like it is true but I don't know what it is with the thing that I also I just don't really like you know just the, I guess the way people say it you know and it's like uh the movie um I don't know if I can mention, but a walk to remember, you know, mm -hmm. how the main character, Janie Sullivan, is very quiet, but she says mm -hmm. what she has to say, and that's it. You mm -hmm. know, that was, mm -hmm. I, I was just like that when I was growing up, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so people didn't really understand me, but also I just didn't want, I kind of kept people at arm distance because I didn't want everybody to know what I was going through growing up. Mm -hmm. I didn't want people to know about my dad's issues. I didn't want people to know about, um about the homelessness basically per se mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. though I was living in hotels and people and all that I didn't want people to know about that and you know everybody would have all these sleepovers and all that and the friends I did have they would always ask me so when are we gonna go over your house and I I was like mm -hmm. I don't know because I didn't have a stable house mm -hmm. you know but I mm -hmm. couldn't tell them that I just said, oh, I don't know, you know, whenever we get it fixed mm -hmm. up, I have to make up some lie. And mm -hmm. so that was just, <laughs> that was very tough. Now, there are times where they were able to come over because we actually had an apartment or whatever, or renting someplace. So that was nice. But a lot of other times, mm -mm, they, you know, I had nowhere for them to go to, you know, I mean, we did have our own place, but I'm like, um, if I show you where I live, I mean, I don't really want to show you where I live because we're just struggling, you know, it wasn't, mm -hmm. it, to mm -hmm. me, to me, I don't, I don't know how to say this, but it was kind of, you don't want people to know how bad you struggle, you mm -hmm. know, yeah, you kind of want to keep all that to yourself, you kind of want to mm -hmm. be like, no, I, I don't want people to see this, this is, no, because then, you know, high school rumors spread fast, yeah, you know, and I know, I, I wouldn't doubt if as soon as that person I'm not saying that person said anything which I don't know you know I don't think so because she was actually a really good friend of mine but I don't really know but I would not doubt if as soon as that person saw my dad in that hospital those two cops that all those rumors spread mm -hmm. you know like mm -hmm. saying oh she's got a you know she's got some weird stuff going on she's got this she's got that I mean I kind of just ignore them as best I can even though it's kind of hard so, but when, um, I would not doubt, I would not doubt mm -hmm. those kind of rumors and like spread around about, about me and, you know, and it was so weird. My parents always made sure I had food, always make sure my homework's taken care of, like I said about my mother mm -hmm. and always made sure I was, um, like I was on top of everything and I continued with school no matter what. I was the first one to get to school, last one to leave, 
all the time. And every time when I would be the only one there at school, the teachers would be like, are you leaving yet? No. <laughs> you know, I said, I'll leave when I'm ready. And they're like, do you have, you know, like you need to go have fun. I said, this is fun to me, which it was. I love school. I still mm -hmm. love it to this day. I love learning. I love reading. I, you know, and I'm still pursuing, trying to pursue another degree with two kids, kind of hard but <laughs> I'm doing it. I, um, they had what was, I was so determined in school though, even throughout everything I was going through without all the bullying, all the crap I was getting, you know, getting pulled through. I, um, they had what you in here in Texas, they had what was called tax test. I don't know if it's still called that. And basically it was called the Texas knowledge of Texas assessment knowledge and skills and you had to pass that in order to graduate high school in order to graduate you know to on to the next grade and um I failed that five times <laughs> and I still managed to keep going and to keep thriving I even sacrificed some summer so I can go to summer school so I can study on that test, so I can study on my grades. I even sacrificed some extracurricular activities because I was in choir at the time. And, um, you know, um, sometimes you just got to forfeit. If, you know, if you really want something, you'll go after it, period. You know, and that's me. You know, I have never given up on anything, no matter what I have done. You know, I kept pursuing no matter how bad everything has gotten in my life. I keep going. I keep going. And so I finally, I finally passed that tax test after the fifth, fifth time, still managed to graduate on time with my class, crossed with my diploma. And, and um, I, then I went off to college, of course, I moved out, got my own place, had to get two jobs to support myself, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it taught me to be stronger. And I, um, while I was going through college, I did go through numerous of bad relationships like I'm talking mm -hmm. abusive anything from physical mm -hmm. to mental to verbal and so yeah I went through a whole bunch of bad relationships like that a whole bunch and I you know I always wanted but I always wanted somebody like my grandfather not my grandfather all grandfather my dad's side but my grandfather on my mom's side because my mm -hmm. grandfather on my mom's side I was very close to him although we lived 2,000 miles apart um because I moved here to Texas in 96. And of course, he lived in um, Florida forever with my grandma. And, mm -hmm. um, but I was very, I was, when we moved here in 96, I was still very close to him. I would talk to him all the time, see how he was doing, see how my grandma's doing. And, um, but I always wanted to marry somebody like that because he took care of my grandmother, not just financially ways. I'm talking emotionally, physically, all mm -hmm. that. If something needed to be done, he would go out and do it. If something mm -hmm. like without questions asked, you know, and if my grandma needed anything, he's like, do you need anything? And he, you know, he always based, not really waited on her hand and foot, but just you know, was there and was, you know, helped her out with just anything and everything and was a spouse that everybody wants, you know? Mm -hmm. And I told myself, I even told him, I went, Papal, I want somebody like you one day. I mm -hmm. want to marry somebody like you one day. And he goes, oh, mm -hmm. you definitely will. Trust me. I said, I mm -hmm. hope so. And he goes, oh, I know so. <laughs> Lo and behold, 10, 10 years later, I did. I married somebody mm -hmm. just like my grandfather mm -hmm. and it took, let me tell you, it took hell and back to find this person. And mm -hmm. it's funny though, because when I wasn't looking, that's mm -hmm. when it happened, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. when I was just focusing on myself, focused on my career, focused on my education, focused on 
just on me. That's when it happened. You know, so we did, you know, kind of start out as friends and it grew into something more and stuff. But um, him and I have gone through kind of a lot, too, since we've been married. Um, you know, it's amazing what us people can go through and still mm -hmm. still get through. You know, it's amazing what we put up with and can still we all can, we're all survivors. So we all still can mm -hmm. survive. You know, like with me, with my bullying and my and what I've dealt with my dad, what I dealt with my mom, what I dealt with, um, you know, the past abusive relationships, you know, I just kept going and kept going and kept going. And I'm still going to this day. And I, you know, to be honest, I'm very hard on myself. My mom is like, and my mom always tells me, you're in your worst and own enemy. And I said, okay. I know, <laughs> you know, you know, because. She goes, you need to stop putting down, putting yourself down. You need to, you know, you're so hard on yourself. It's unreal. And I said, I know, but it's just, I expect myself out of myself. She goes, we stop. And she goes, there's no such thing as perfect. So stop expecting yourself to be, you know, and I get a lot of my potential and a lot of my encouragement from my mom, but not just from mm -hmm. my mom, but from my environment and mm -hmm. to keep going and to not give up and to just keep believing myself and say to myself keep thinking myself somebody out there always has it worse you know because they do mm -hmm. you know and I can be more proud of myself on how I got a diploma how I'm working on yet another degree how I'm trying to work from home how I'm starting my podcast how on top of dealing with two kids autism and I've got a nice house nice husband mm -hmm. and I sometimes I feel like I'm living in a dream living in you know, with a nice husband and a nice house and, you know, and all that in my own car. I did not get a car actually till I got my first degree at 24, 25 years old. I did not receive my license till I was 24, 25 years old. Mm -hmm. I did not learn how to drive till around then, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and because I just like nobody can teach me at the time. And I was in, like I said, bad relationships and they didn't want to teach me how to drive. They didn't want to really help me do anything. So I did it on my own. I did what my grandma did. Basically, I was in a bad relationship then, too. And I was living with a guy, fortunately, but it's OK. And it helped me learn a lesson. But I, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, walked to work to both of my jobs and school, got my first degree, pieced out of there. You know, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, mm -hmm, I got my own. I got my very own place and you're not coming with me. So. Yeah, you're 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 bringing up some like points about like we it is so easy for us to um, redo and relive the patterns that we mm -hmm. see around us, right? The patterns yes. that we grow up with, um, negative and positive, right? Both situations we can we can just reproduce them, um, right. and I hear. I hear you reproducing some of the negative pieces, but then also really like leaning into the strong female role models you had in your life. Yes. Thank you. Yes. You, you know, like, no, 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 no. You don't have to be dependent on somebody else. You don't have to rely on, but you can do it yourself. I mean, I heard two strong females in your story who figured out like, mm -hmm. I, I can do all of this by myself. I don't need anybody else. Absolutely. And really like gave you such strong role models to look yeah. at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And those, those were my role models. And like I said, my mom is still listed to this day. 
and you know and, and my grandma unfortunately she passed so she you know she can't be but she was you know when yeah. she was telling me and she was of course doing all this nursing school um when I was very very young so I don't remember any of it but when she was telling me I said oh I'm so doing this I'm so doing mm-hmm. I'm so doing what you're gonna do I said I know what I have to do in order to get through this and what also what my mom did though too is every time when I come home crying every time when I was bullied every you know every time I had a bad day she would sit she would sit me in our driveway wherever we lived at the time or parking lot whatever and we she would have these long conversations with me she goes this is not going to matter in the next 10 years she goes these people are not going to matter this is not going to matter you're going to come out stronger than this you are better than this and I understand it hurts now but it's not going to hurt later and she's right you know, and she would just, you know, she still talks to me this day every time when I'm having a bad day, you know, just in general, you know, like if I'm getting bullied outside the house or something, she goes, like I say before, is this going to matter in the next 10 years? <laughs> so I said, no. And she goes, okay, then. I was curious about that because like about, you know, a lot of people um, may grow up with a different childhood, right? Where they have that physiological safety of, of a home. Um, and we know that that is part of the foundation, right? right? Um, and your parents provided, you always made sure you had food and somebody was checking in on you. So you had other strong points, even though you didn't have that like solid home foundation, but, um, that can weigh heavy, especially with that idea of homelessness and school mm-hmm. and kids are mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I, I just kept wondering, you know, that's a skill that lots of people, resiliency is a skill that lots of people learn and they learn it. A lot of people tend to learn it later in life or whatever, but if you're learning it as you're growing up, where are you learning it from? You know, how are right. you getting these like um, coping mechanisms and strategies and it sounds like your mom was a a keystone player in that in that she modeled things for you she helped you figure out how to set goals which I've heard throughout your story is goal setting goal setting you know yes um had conversations with you about like you know kind of like okay this is how we mentally work through something, um, almost making that mental work visible. It's mm-hmm. hard to say that, like understand that, but like making so that you could see how she mentally works through something almost, you know? Um, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, um, yeah. And that's, you know, that's it's through her and just through my environment. That's really where I learned it. The resiliency, like my life kind of, reminded me growing up kind of reminded me of that show back in the day on MTV called if you really knew me you know and I love that show I loved it because it you know I cried a lot when they were showing these you know what these students were actually going through because I can relate you know and Mm -hmm. I was like man if only that show came to our school and people actually knew what I was going through they were like what you know they're like I never thought this would happen I never Mm -hmm. thought that and I wonder what you know wonder why she's quiet I wonder because you know I've always believed in you shouldn't judge a book by its cover and just Mm -hmm. because somebody's quiet doesn't mean that they're not nice just because somebody's Mm -hmm. quiet doesn't mean this or that they could just be going through something and they don't want you to know about it like I did right and you never know what somebody's carrying 
<laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You know, uh -huh. and um, that's and that's what I. That's why I always treat people the way I want to be treated because they could have, you know, had a bad day that day or got got a really bad diagnosis, and they that could be the reason why they're upset or they are the way they are, you know, mm -hmm. and they just don't want to say it. And there's nothing wrong with that saying it, you yeah. know? And yeah. so that's, that's how I am. That's what I've learned growing up is that you just gotta take life as it comes and treat people the way you want to be treated and uh -huh. keep going no matter how hard it gets, just keep going, keep going. There are days where you just want to feel like you want to give up and trust me, I've been there, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I have been there, especially <laughs> on the days where I'm like, where, you know, I find out, oh, we're, um, we lost this place. We lost that place. We're living in a hotel now. We're doing, you know, mm -hmm. they're like, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through this? But I did, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I did, you know, I just kept going and going and going, study, 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 did, you know, it's not just with school, just, but with myself. And I keep saying, I, I can be more proud of myself where I'm at now mm -hmm. is kind of, you know, and there are times where I feel like I'm not doing enough, you know, but then I got to keep reminding myself, no, you are enough, you know, you are good enough. You know, there's no such thing as perfect. You know, mm -hmm. there are times mm -hmm. where it's going to be hard. There are times where like you get frustrated, but you just got to keep going. You know, mm -hmm. there's, you know, you shouldn't give up on anything. You shouldn't give up on life period, because once you hit that hurdle or once you, you know, um, once you do that, there's no coming back to it. You know, I mean, it really, it really isn't. And you just have like kept reiterating it over and over right here. And I think it's a theme throughout your entire story that you shared is that we are all survivors. Yeah, thank um, you. Yes. <laughs> and like I, if our listeners can get just one thing, right? Like one thing from everything you shared is that like continue to push. We all have hard stuff. Um <laughs> And, and looking for role models, setting goals, like figuring, leaning in, even if your support system is two people, right? Like leaning into those people that you do have, um, those strong women that you had, like, you know, you had a lot of people against you being bullied and all of that, um, but you still had people in your corner who were there to, you know, stand with you, stand behind Absolutely. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, what I want to come across is that even if you just have yourself, it, you know, and I understand Caesar's undone, you just got to keep going, keep going, mm -hmm. you know, if it not, if it not for other people, for yourself, because trust me, it will be worse than the end. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kind of a living proof right here. You know, yeah. I yeah. never thought one minute from what I've been through, I would end up, yeah, I, would, I would do radio disc jockeying like I did back in the day. And I want to go back to that I would be strong enough to do even a podcast like this. I would never imagine, you know, I would never imagine that I would be where I'm at. And mm -hmm. I am, you know, I mean, I can't believe in myself, but I didn't expect it either, but I kept believing in myself and I kept going. Mm -hmm. And when I, you know, since I'm there now, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. this okay. is, this feels so great. This feels awesome. Now I want to do mm -hmm. even more. I want to mm -hmm. keep going. I want to further my dreams. I want to one day, hopefully be back on the radio. Hopefully my prod, my, um, you know, podcasts take off, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I know that's going to take time. So I'm in no hurry, but still, I, I'm hoping one day all that's going to happen and all of it's just going to happen all at once. And I'm like, 
this feels amazing. This is why mm-hmm. I never gave up. This is why, mm-hmm. and this is, and those are the reasons why everybody shouldn't give up because we all mm-hmm. go do go through something. We were all our survivors, you know, and we all mm-hmm. can make a difference, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's also what I wanted to do in this world: is just make a difference and show people mm-hmm. that they can do anything they put their mind to, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's tough, yeah. and yeah. to never give up, you know, seriously. Thank you for joining us today, Melanie. We have enjoyed you so much and really feel that your podcast will help um, someone else relate um, and say, me too, life happens. um, Mm -hmm. And it's about our resiliency that we are able to push through. So thank you so much. No problem. I love being here. I love telling my story. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. If you would like um, to hear more from Melanie, She does have her own podcast, as you heard her mention. You can find her on Spotify, Amazon, Google, and it's Melanie M's Podcast. Melanie is spelled M-E-L-A-N-Y. So Melanie M's Podcast. Thank you for listening to And Life Happened. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to listen to and like our podcast. If you would like to support our podcast, you can do so by sharing this with others to build our community of resilience. To stay updated on the latest information, please follow us at at and underscore life happened on Instagram. If you would like to share your life happened story of resilience, please complete the form in our Instagram bio. These are our personal stories and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Thank you.